I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. Here come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow, why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Here come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him all his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, or milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch, 
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts on how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. All right, guys. What is going on? What is going on, man? Um, yeah, man. Let's hop right into the intro. Let's not waste any time. 
before we get into this little tribute we have for you guys in the beginning of the show, man. So, what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And this is another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is episode 127 of Unscripted. If you guys did, um, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we are on here after Monday Night Raw with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the newsman um again at 4 p.m central we're on here with the newsman and if you guys did miss that uh this past friday's edition of the news um that is episode 146 i want to say uh that is yes oh no episode 145 uh vince mcmahon reaches a settlement in the reader chatterton case and did WWE possibly spoil Dwayne Johnson coming back for the Royal Rumble by dropping new merch for him? Uh, episode 145 of the news is available on all platforms, um, and you guys um, can watch that on all platforms, man. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here every Friday at 4 p.m. Central with the news, man. So with that, if this is your first time watching, guys, have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Hills podcast merchandise. You guys can now find this live on the merch shop. Link is at the top of the description of this video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. You have all eight of these beautiful designs available in more than just t-shirts. Um, you have the Chicago flag design, the Chicago skyline design, the base logo design, the, Rid the Riddler-inspired IWC's best-kept secret design, the Notorious Scratch logo, the only community that matters. The Uncrowned Kings of the IWC and the Christmas merch, man. So with that, again, you can find all eight of these beautiful designs available in more than just a t-shirt on the merch shop, man. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video, and it is in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. Not hard to find at all. And with that, with that, if you guys, if this is for some watching, guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just been uh just been chilling out, man. Just been chilling out doing my normal thing, man. Just waiting for the rumble, man. Just waiting for the rumble this weekend, man. Um I'm worried but excited, man. God I'm worried, but um yes. like Durante always asks, man, how's life? How's the family? Life's good, man. Family's good. What about you, Durante, Logan, everybody, JT? How's everybody doing in chat? What about you, bro? How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, Yeah, just, uh, you know, Raw tonight was uh, decent. Um, Raw tonight was a decent show. I cannot wait to tell you guys some of the things that were thrown my way. Uh, Logan, Logan was involved with it directly, so he knows what I was told today. Um... But uh, yeah, man, I had to, uh, I had to, I had to sit some people right down on their fucking ass on Twitter, and um, yeah, man. But other than that, man, I'm good. I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. Uh, like you, worried, uh, but excited. And my lord, uh, we got some interesting news about uh, some Roman Reigns challengers. Good. What the fuck? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that, uh, on the news this Friday, man, uh, some f weird, weird stories, um, but yeah, man, um, but yeah, bro, I'm good, man, I'm good, and, 
Yeah, man, I'm good. Um, as Durante always asks, man, I'm good, bro. Family's good. What about you, Durante? What about you, Logan, JT, and everybody else in chat? How the hell are you guys? And and everybody watching on the replay as well. And to all the people watching on all platforms as well, man. So how the hell are you guys, man? And uh, before we start anything off and we, before we get into this, not Jay Briscoe tribute show, but the most they could do of a tribute show, um, man, we just, uh, we wanted to just, uh, come on here and say a couple words about, uh, a man, um, a man who, uh, absolutely revolutionized tag team wrestling and unfortunately, uh, last Tuesday, um, a man who, who uh, lost his life in a fatal car crash. Um, yes. And that obviously that is, uh, none other than Jay Briscoe, man. Uh, obviously, um, so, it's just so sad. Um, just a guy, like I, like I said a little bit on Friday, man, a guy who, um, a guy who, uh, was a family man, a guy who truly was a family man. And, um, it, it, it's just, it absolutely sucks. Um, it absolutely breaks your heart. Like I said, again, on Friday, man, to see, uh, just the videos of him with his daughters, uh, doing their cheerleading routines and, um, Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm praying for them, man. I'm praying for his two, his two daughters and, and, and his wife, uh, and, and Mark, um, and his family, man. Uh, yeah. So, rest in peace to Jay Briscoe, man. I mean, for the longest time, for the longest time, bro. You think of uh, independent tag team uh, wrestling and one of the best. Um, I would go as far to probably say the best tag team never signed to WWE or at least one of them um or at least one of them man uh you you're looking uh you're looking no further than the Briscoe brothers or more more likely more likely man uh or more more accurate uh, at least I think um one of the best tag teams that was uh, not ever signed to a major promotion. Uh, uh, and it is just uh, so, so incredibly sad. Um, so incredibly sad to see somebody like that go. Um, so incredibly sad to see somebody like that go, man. I mean, it, uh, it, it really, it really makes you, it really makes you, um, wonder uh or th think about things rather um because it it, it makes it, at least for me it, it it just it reassures me to uh always constantly let everybody know that you love them everybody that knows me knows that I use that word a lot maybe a little bit uh too much um but I don't care man because uh, at the end of the day at the end of the day, bro, uh, at least the way I see it, you can never tell anybody how much, how much you, you love them. Um, and it, it's just so, so sad to see, bro. It's so sad to see. And like I said, man, um, for, for anybody else, man, just please, uh, to just, just try to tell people how much you love them, man. It goes a long way. I mean, you guys know, I, I, uh, I say it, um, uh, I, I say it all the time to you guys, how much I love you guys and stuff. And, and I really mean that because, uh, man, tomorrow is not promised, bro. And 
we lost uh, one of the one of the all time great tag team wrestlers and, and and even beyond wrestling, somebody who who um, as far as we know was a fantastic father. Um, so sad, bro. So sad. I absolutely hate. For again, for everybody that knows me, knows how much I I hate death and death and wrestling sucks. Um, it sucks. It sucked for Brody. It sucked for it sucked for all of them, man. Um, but uh, and Jay Briscoe's no uh, Jay Briscoe's no no slouch in in this um either. Uh, incredibly sad, bro. Incredibly sad and. Uh, yes, rest in peace to, again, one of the great uh, tag team uh, wrestlers of all time, man. Truly, man, truly. I mean, <clears throat> such a good such a good person to just, it's always the best people, man. It really is, man. From from, from Brody to Jay, it, it, it's horrible, man. Um, praying for his family, man. Praying for his daughters, man. Um, praying for mark i'm praying for everybody that that knew him man i mean that's just such a hard thing to to go through to just someone so good man that did that did so much for not only the business but everybody around him in the business man and just in his family man so it's always tough man it really is but um as long as we always remember him remember all his matches man remember all his promos and obviously, your family will remember God. everything that he's done with them, man. They're they're truly never gone, man. Absolutely, not to mention, bro. Genuinely, some <laughs> of the fucking funniest uh, Twitter promo battles I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah, so funny. Truly, so funny. It is. It is. Uh, it is so sad. I I heard the news last Tuesday, and I was um. I was I was at the unfun job and I was sitting out in the parking lot on my lunch break and I seen the tweet and I just I didn't know what to say man the you know the next day the next day um it felt a little a little eerie to um just uh drive um it just felt it just I just felt really off about it man um but I mean it's so sad bro I mean you know he was just running probably what to him was just regular everyday uh things like taking his daughters to you know their cheer meets or whatever and uh and he wasn't allowed to go home that day and it is just absolutely absolutely uh horrible so in saying that again to everybody who watches us and to everybody who's ever watched us and and uh, expressed love to us um we just want to send love to you guys and to you too bro i love you man and uh yes you are you are my brother and uh yeah absolutely horrible bro absolutely horrible um so again to you guys man uh and you especially sir k man i i truly love you guys man and and yes i mean god bless bro god bless really man i love you too dog man i mean everybody in the chat bro durante logan jt thank you all I love you guys, and I love you, bro. You're you're my brother, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Well past, well past a best friend or anything like that, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. brother, brother is uh, brother is the uh, um, 
brother, uh, maybe, maybe brother doesn't even, maybe brother even isn't the right word for it, man. But, uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You are, uh, you are my brother, man. I'm, uh, forever grateful for you and forever grateful for you guys too, man. So yes, it is, uh, it's you, uh, just remember that guys, uh, that's, that's my message for, uh, for me to you, man, is, uh, truly, truly remember you can never fucking tell anybody you love them enough. Um, because you never know, uh, you never know when, when the last day is, you know, you never know when the last day is and, um, a situation like this proves it. So, and it's so funny too, man, because, uh, you know, I never caught any of the ring of honor pay-per-views live, but before we did the year end awards, I wanted to go back and watch, uh, the trilogy because how do you not watch those matches and, and at least put at least put one of them in your uh, nominees for match of the year. And I, and I really enjoyed uh, the trilogy, the trilogy that they just spent the last year putting on. And it was, it was so good. It was so good. And uh, 38 years old, bro, gone way, way, way too soon, dude. Way too soon. Definitely, man. Definitely. Absolutely, man. So to that, I guess that transitions us perfectly into what was kind of a JB, uh, Jay Briscoe tribute show. Yeah. Uh, or at least as what they could do as much as they could do, man. I mean, there was, you know, there was the graphic in the beginning of the show, kind of like we showed, um, uh, you know, anytime we have to honor somebody. Um, but, um, so they did one of those and, they, you know, mentioned him, you know, kind of throughout the night, you know, while talking about people's armbands that says Jay or Briscoe or Jay Briscoe or whatever. Um, and then at the end of the show, they mentioned him as well, but they did about as much as they could. And uh, I want you guys to know, uh, even though if you're listening to us, you know, more times than not, you have a brain in your head. So um, you guys know, man, that I mean, if if. If Warner put no blocks on this, Tony Khan would have absolutely showed out. Uh, I mean, oh, the, no. something similar to what he did for Brody Lee, because that was just uh, that was a great uh, but just so incredibly sad night for professional wrestling. So um, uh, I, I guarantee you he would have done something like that, man. But we open the show with Jay Lethal. With Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy. I want to say this was for the All-Atlantic Championship. This was, um... I mean, it was a good match. You know, a little bit of a little bit of backstage interference. A little bit of backstage interference. Uh, um, Jay Lethal's group, I believe, was banned from ringside. So they, they bought tickets. Um, they bought tickets and they were sitting ringside and the best friends were there and Dan Housen were in the front row eating, eating, uh, popcorn. And it was just, I mean, it was, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, the mat, the match itself was fun, but all the just outside antics I could, I, I mean, you got, this is literally two of the worst groups that are in this company is Jay Lethal's. I don't even know what you call them. Just Jay Lethal's group, I guess. And, and the best friends. Garbage. Oh, 
horrible, man. Got the best friend versus mid-packed over there. Um, mid-card pack, packed. Um, something, some TNA fucking joke. I don't know. They suck. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a weird way to start Dynamite, but I mean, it it happened. That's kind of it happened. Yeah, yeah. So that was that. Um, that was that man. And um, yes, I, I <laughs> Logan says. Can can we cancel Warner Bros? Like I said on Friday, dude. Not only did the man, not only did the man say these things fourteen years ago, but he donated to so many uh, LGBTQ charities. I mean, and oh, I, yeah. I even believe people from people from that community uh, who have talked to him were were on record saying that he was genuinely a good person. So uh, from the moment they got blocked and, and we all knew about it, um, me and Sir K said, this has got to be somebody in Warner that just doesn't like them, whether it's how they look, whether it's how they talk, whether it, it's something other than his, his uh, remarks he made 14 years ago because... Again, not only did the man yeah. apologize, but he did so much to right his wrong, and it is it is horrible, mm-hmm. man. It is horrible, uh, and it was so sad watching BTE, hearing Matt Jackson say when we started AEW, we told we told the Briscoes that we want who we believe to be the three best brother tag teams uh, that are available. Uh, or in the world, um, in our company, that being the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, and the Briscoe Brothers. And he was so sad, you know, saying that, you know, in that, saying he never was able to make that happen. Uh, But we know they tried, and we know it was, uh, we know the love was there, man. We know the love was there um, for sure, so... Man, so horrible. And Tony Khan even himself tried so hard to get these guys. It just was uh, out of their hands. Exactly. So, yeah, man. So that was the opener. And then we move into the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Top Flight, man. Um... Yes, Top Flight are having a uh, Top Flight are having a, a interesting run right now. I wonder where this is really going to lead them. Um, I wonder, man. I wonder if they're going to put them on some kind of acclaimed like breakout or, or what they're gonna do. Um, uh, I I don't know, but they're on a really good run right now. I could tell you that. Definitely, man. Definitely, I like where it's going, man. Uh, they're going up, man. So, don't, don't, don't hit the brakes on them, man. Please. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So they put on a really good match. This was their third match against the Young Bucks. They put on a really good match with them, and in the end, the Bucks went to go for the BTE trigger. Uh, Darius ducked it. Uh, you know, uh, pushed Matt Jackson out of the or pushed Nick Jackson out of the way. Rolled up Matt Jackson. And they won the match. So Top Flight won the match via roll-up. And yeah, man, they're on a good string of momentum right now, man. I hope it leads them to something interesting. 
I know a lot of people wanted to see them with AR Fox, but I think it would be, uh, I don't know, I don't really know who you could put them with that is like a, a, a big star. Nothing against AR Fox, but I think if they got the rub from somebody who was a, like a, a huge star, uh, I, mm, Keith Lee, I don't really know how Keith Lee would look with them. But, um, uh, Willie Mack, maybe, I don't know, um, somebody, though, who is a big star that I think could really help them, uh, I know a lot of times people want to see top flight with, with people that are a little lower on the card, and that's fine, because those people are great, but I think if you really want them to get the rub from somebody who's really, really good, uh, I don't really know who you could put them with, or maybe you kind of go the daddy ass route and just give them just like a, a manager that they can get the rub from and and that can really help them. Or, uh, you know, if you want to go the talent route and form a faction, that's that's always a thing too, man. But I think something like that could really help them. But for now, they're on, they're on a really good run, man. They're on a really good run, I, 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 uh, I have to say. Definitely, man. I really would have to. They're on a really good run, man. I like where it's going, man. I really do. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it was so awesome to see the Young Bucks. It was so awesome to see the Young Bucks um, put these guys over. And I feel like that was in uh, I feel like that was in some Briscoe fashion, man, because the Briscoe brothers uh, have a reputation for uh, leaving the wrestling politics to the side and never have a problem putting somebody over. Um, So that was That was a really awesome thing. That was a really awesome thing to see uh, from the Young Bucks, as as they always have done. But on this night, I think uh, something like that was was needed. Um, Some Briscoe energy, not to mention the Doomsday device they did. Uh, So sad, man. So sad. Truly, man. All right, man. Austin and Colton Gunn are getting some more promo time, man. I don't know why they believe that these two are like the next great tag team. I I just don't see it. I don't see it, man. I don't see. I don't see this one. Yeah, honestly, bro, I don't see them one bit. And good God, this TV time could go to literally anybody else. So they go to a million other people, bro. Those two are as bland as bland can get. Dude, honestly, they they they're going the JBL bearing Corbin route, if you ask me. Um so what they're doing is what they're doing is they're doing the thing where they're saying, Oh, we're the greatest tag team in the history. Kind of similar to how JBL says that Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin is a wrestling god. Baron Corbin. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's just, it's just like the cheapest fucking way to get heat. It really is, man. It just ain't working for me, man. I no. I just don't see it. I don't. I don't think they have it at all. I don't think they have any good element. Their promos are, are forgettable. They mean nothing. They have no good look. They have, they're not that great in the ring. They literally bring nothing to the table. No. No. 
We don't. They really don't, bro. Yeah, they don't, dude. They do not oh, yeah, at all. Tag team. No. They're old yeah, they they called out the acclaimed. They called out the acclaimed for not um for you know stealing their dad to help them get over. The acclaim come out. Austin Gunn interrupted Max's rap. Max told them told the production to mute his mic and hit his music. So he did one of his he did one of his raps again. No, it wasn't nothing too crazy said in it. Um, no, uh, no Vince McMahon or Saudi Arabia lines. Um, but so. The acclaimed and, and Daddy Ass get in the ring. They start fighting the gun club. Daddy Ass jumps in there, throws Colton off of Bowens, throws Max off of Austin, and everybody's kind of just looking at him. Daddy Ass grabs the mic and he says and and he says, um, you know, you two are are entitled brats and you need to shut you learn to shut your mouth or something like that. And he says to the acclaimed, and I really like this, but then we just immediately took a 180. He says to the acclaimed, and you guys are tag champs, and it's time to start acting like it. And I was like, oh, okay. Some legitimacy with these guys. And then he just talks about family therapy and how they're going to have family therapy. And it just ruined it. Literally, what a lame segment to transition into family therapy, bro. Come on. Like, dude, I, I don't want the guns at all. I just want them out the picture at this point. Yes. So that was that. And like I said, I don't know. Like, how are you going to sit there and say you guys need to start acting like your tag champs and, and, you know, take your in that, I would assume that means take yourselves a little bit more seriously. And, um, then he says, yeah. That, and he says, I got two words for you, family therapy. So I'm assuming we're going to get some sort of family therapy segment that is and like I said, man, a lot of things the acclaim do are very, very entertaining. But I mean, with the gun club there, I mean, look at their little segment where they were going to, you know, sink their hands in the concrete. And then the guns came out there and then they pants the guns and they, you know, they cemented the ass boys. They cemented their ass in the concrete. And, and it's just like the gun club just makes things very fucking lame for me, man. They do, man. They really do. They're just too, they're just too lame ass dudes, man. They really are. Nothing to them. Definitely, definitely agreed. Adam Page was in the back talking to Renee Paquette. Renee did not have a microphone, and it almost seemed a little bit like this was kind of just very just organic and genuine uh just a genuine conversation between adam page and not just renee paquette but john moxley's wife uh obviously Mm -hmm. you know and it, it came off very very genuine um and renee said you know one thing john told me earlier this week was he appreciates you because you 
make him the best performer he can be. Hangman was kind of baffled by that. And, you know, he just kind of went into to talk about how John, how he wasn't pleased with how John just made fun of, made fun of, made fun of his, his, uh, his concussion. And he, uh, and he treated it like a joke. And, you know, I mean, it was, I mean, they weren't arguing or nothing like that. They were just, they were just talking. And it, I really, and I really, it was very different, but I really enjoyed it. It just felt very, like I said, yeah. just genuine and just organic. Definitely, man. Definitely. I like where it went, man. Uh, and I think it was very organic, man. I like the way they did a lot. Absolutely. So in the end of it, uh, Renee says, what is next for the hangman? And he says, well, I think what I would like to be next is um, I want I would like to uh, mend some fences that uh, very badly need mending. And she says, and she shakes her head, and he goes, and he goes to walk away, and he comes back, and he says, "Can you do me a favor? Uh, the next time you see, uh, never mind, it's stupid." And he walked away, and I was like, Man. "Okay." Ooh. I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. It's gonna be a dark order. Uh, no. You know how bad that would be. I hope be. not. I don't. That would be so bad, bro. But I, I think I think it's who we we think it is, man. And I think I can't wait for that, man. That's that's the reunion of the, of the company, man. Yes, that's the, the story this company's been building since its creation. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and they've told such a great story. I mean, the last time we seen Hangman, with the last bit of storytelling we seen with these guys was the last bit of storytelling we seen with these guys was hangman was trying to get the hung bucks together well no he saved the bucks the bucks wanted to team with him but hangman was the one who kind of was like no like the the dark order been my friends so they got kenny um they got kenny and and then they ended up facing hangman uh, the night, very same night they got suspended, and that was, that was. I wonder where that was gonna go. I really wonder. I wonder. I'm curious, man. I want to see how it all plays out, man. And I want to see how it would have played out if you know, CM Punk didn't do what CM Punk did. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Next man, Ricky Starks defeated uh, Jake Hager in their match, and uh, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that. Ricky Starks defeated Jake Hager, and then he uh, and then he made a break for it, man. So that was uh, that was it. Pretty good match. Nothing, nothing too much to say on it. And then we just got we got a video package for Adam Cole. I was kind of shocked they didn't put him out there, but not too mad at it. But I was like, oh, okay. Especially because he was he was physically there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we learned that when they did the ROH taping after mm-hmm. the show. So like, why not even just like show him at some point? I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird that they didn't. Definitely. 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, uh, then we got another, another banger of a match between Brian Danielson and Bandito. But before we got that, we got Chris Jericho and Danny Garcia in the, in the back talking about their, um, talking about, uh, you know, Jericho was upset because Ricky Starks had beat Jake Hager and he was in the back saying, Ricky Starks and your buddy Action Andretti, I want you guys to face, uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, Les Sex Gods, next week. Daniel Garcia then steps up and he says, uh, you know, I'm feeling ready, you know, and, and I, I want, uh, I want to be your partner. And then Sammy Guevara says, you know what? That's perfect. You're doing so well under my learning tree as Daniel Garcia is just looking like, dude, what the fuck, man? And Sammy Guevara is just buddy, buddy with him. And Daniel Garcia just hates his guts. And, um, and, and he, Sammy Guevara says, you know what? I got the best idea. And then he brings him a long black leather pair of, of uh, tights, long tights to wear. And Daniel Garcia is like, okay, fine. And, you know, Sammy says, if you win your match on Rampage against Action Andretti, you can be Jericho's partner and not me. And then Jericho says, I love it. Are we going to see Les Sex Gods or Jera? What, what did he call him? Garciaco. That's what he called him. I think Garcia called something like that. Yeah, he said, are we going to see the sex gods or Garcia Co? And uh, that was that. Uh, I said this from the moment it started, and everybody absolutely hated it. Um, And I understand why, but sometimes you have to look a mile ahead. Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara was going to be a fun story for them to tell, and it's been really fun of Daniel Garcia because it's, it's going to be a slow burn of Daniel Garcia just getting more and more pissed that he has to listen to his elder, use that term loosely, his elder, Sammy Guevara. And we all know um, that uh, at, this, at this stage of the game, Daniel Garcia is way more over than Sammy Guevara. Mm. But they've been telling a great story, man. They've been telling a great story. Definitely, man. I love the dynamic, man. I love the way it's going, man. And it it's genuinely entertaining, man. And this is an instance where Sammy Kavara uses his annoyance yes. to a to a good degree, man. Yes. This is what I want to see from the guy. It's been I feel like it took Chris Jericho to make him realize like his heat with Ty Conti isn't the kind of heat he's gonna want. Exactly, man. Exactly. And it's sad that fucking Chris Jericho still has to teach this motherfucker all this shit. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's just ridiculous. He is uh, really babysitter Jericho, man. So, then we go into Bandito versus Brian Danielson. And, my lord, this was so good. Another, uh, for a second week in a row, Brian Danielson... Uh, earns uh, earns his shot closer to MJF and and uh, JT says it in the comments, bro. Just banger after banger with this little Brian Danielson match series. I mean, seriously. Oh, I swear, man. 
I love it, man. I, I really like it. And hey, we're going to get some amazing matches, man. We already have. And it's just going to keep yeah. getting better, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So in the end, Brian Danielson did his... Uh... STF Gargano escape move. He does not have a name for it, um, but he did that to put away Bandito and what was another great, uh, like I said, another great Brian Danielson match in his series. He uh, he's got going on right now. So yes, it's been it's been fantastic, man. It really has. Um, after the match, MJF appeared on the tight. Of the Titan Tron and cut a uh, just cut a little promo on Brian Danielson and um uh that was it. That was it, man. And Look it was announced it, Oh absolutely. Um and uh after this it was announced his opponent for next week is going to be Brian Cage. That is going to be pretty hey. sick, man. That's going to be heat, bro. I'm excited, man. I really am. Absolutely. Logan says, someone said on Twitter that they were sick and tired of the of the Danielson match shit. But I'm like, bro, how are you sick and tired of someone that has only gone three weeks? Who was the first one again? I know it was, it was Bandito, Takeshita. But I don't think the first one was like his first official challenge. Because I think after the match, MJF came out. But I remember whoever it was. It was a damn good match. I can't remember who the who the original guy was that he, he's been on his little match streak against. Damn. It was... Uh, man. Uh, Logan, uh, Logan, I'm sure you could help us out here, man. Um, gee, who the hell... I don't know why he's slipping my mind. Who the fuck was the first guy? Oh, Lord. Uh. Oh, my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. So that was that. And then we got a... um. And then we got a little video package with Soraya. Another. Oh, yes, it was Seattle. Oh, Tony. Ne- oh, yeah, I wouldn't count that one. That one was like a four minute thing. Um, yeah, fuck that shit. Then we got. Fucking <laughs> dude. Yeah. Then we got uh, a backstage video package of Soraya, Tony Storm, and Hikaru Shida as Paige. Soraya Soraya got a little pissed off at... uh, She got a little pissed off at Hikaru Shida, and Tony Storm had to... uh, Tony Storm kind of had to talk, talk her down, and... And then they both started just talking and completely left Hikaru Shida out of the situation. Uh, I don't know why last week Hikaru Shida couldn't just turn, being that yeah. they set up what was supposed to be a really big match. I don't know why you couldn't just do the turn there, but 
whatever it was, man. I I don't know. It made no well, sense. Well, I think what they're really trying to go with is that Cheetah technically isn't a heel. She's just tired of these two, but like, just turn, just turn on those people in general. Right. Just be like, hey, you guys are being fucking assholes. Fuck you. I'm working for myself, or I'll, I'll help they win. I'll help them win. If it fucks you over. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where they're. I know where they're going, but I don't know why they're going the way they're going. I think the end goal is good. The idea of the match they want to do, but how they're going about it is just weird. Definitely. Definitely. And it's going to be really weird to see Britt Baker uh, kind of play babyface. Yeah. So after this, we have MJF and Brian Cage in a backstage segment with Prince Nana. He was there. And MJF walks up to Brian Cage and he says, uh, do you think you can, uh, you think you can, uh, do me a favor next week and not just beat Brian Danielson. I want you to break his arm. Brian Cage says, um, yeah, I can, I can do that. Um, and MJ, or well, before he said that, uh, MJF pulls out this fat envelope, uh, filled with cash. And he says, well, if you could break his arm. No, I, uh, this envelope will be, uh, this envelope will be for you. Brian Cage says, yeah, I, I think we could work something out here. And MJF slaps the shit out of him. Brian Cage grabs him and Prince Nana is saying to Brian Cage, the money, do, uh, remember the money, the money. He just keeps saying the money. Brian Cage calms down. He lets him go. And and he says, okay, so I want you to keep that aggression into next week. And I want you to break his arm again. And um, and then he walks off, man. So that was That's that. Awesome, very good. Very, very good. And then Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm happened. Um, this one was... This one was okay, from what I can remember. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing ever. It wasn't the worst thing ever. But it was. Uh, it it was pretty good. I would say it was pretty good, man. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Oh man, definitely. I I liked it, man. It, it wasn't bad. Yeah, man. Not 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 bad at all. Uh, definitely. Um, not bad at all. I. Um, actually, nobody won this match. It was, um, Willow was going to go for her, uh, Willow was taking her straps, uh, you know, her straps down, and I, I can't exactly remember what her, uh, I can't exactly remember what her finisher is, but, um, oh, I think it's... No, my bad, my bad, my bad. I believe, okay, Tony Storm won with the roll-up because Willow was distracted by Soraya. Tony Storm won with the roll-up because uh, she was uh, distracted by Soraya. Willow was complaining to the ref, and after that, Soraya jumps in the ring, and her and Tony Storm just start jumping Willow, and then Ruby comes out to save her. Uh, huh? 
So the way most fans are thinking they're going is the not XWWE, but the the WWE girls versus the AEW homegrown. And that's what I'm thinking. A lot of people's reasoning for Ruby to be on the AEW side is because she was never really treated well in in WWE, so she sees herself more of an AEW person. Even though, side note, they haven't been all that better themselves, but I digress. But um, I I heard that's the route, man, and a lot of people are saying it could end in it could end in blood and guts, and that sounds interesting to me, man. Only thing about that but is. It, mm-hmm. I don't really know how I feel about putting Soraya in a blood and guts match. Um, yeah, you just let her. You just let her do stuff on the side. You give her like two, three random spots, and you just let everybody else do the work. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely one way around it. But the thing here is, the thing here is, um. So if you have so I see what I seen a lot of people talking about was Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm, Soraya, and Mercedes Monet. That was mm-hmm. one thing I was hearing for Revolution. I heard, you know, not any news or any concrete, you know, m- you know, evidence from from notable people, but I heard uh, that rumor being tossed around a lot. Definitely, man. Definitely. I, I hear those two rumors mainly. Definitely. Definitely, bro. So, that was, um, that confused the shit out of me, honestly, when I first seen it. I was just, like, very, like, did they just turn? Like, they just did buy a heel? Uh, I mean, I'm down for it. I'm down to see where it goes. But like I said, it just right now it, it makes no sense. So it, I, I hope that they, I hope that they show a little bit. I hope that they uh, show us a little bit more on where we're uh, where we're going here exactly. Definitely, man. I, I hope they make it clear. I really hope that they do. Definitely, bro. Definitely. So. After this, we got a video package with the man himself, Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, Renee just interviewed. Uh, simply, uh, Renee just simply interviewed him. I can't really remember too much on what he was saying, but he was just talking about his future in AEW. Man, and he is uh, he, he is a star, bro. He is a star. He is he is so loved by the audience, and he. Uh, I always say this about him because I just I see it in I just I can see it in in the way he works. Um, He reminds me a lot, a lot of Shinsuke Nakamura, just the way he moves. Definitely, man, definitely. He he has a lot of charisma, man. He's just got to find his his thing, man. Mm -hmm. And he's finding it in the ring. Definitely, man. But. In terms of outside, not outside of the ring, but character. the other element of the ability, yes, the character, he, he, I wonder what he's going to become, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's going to become something, man. He's great. Mm-hmm. He really is. He really is. Like I said, like, seeing him work uh, in the ring, man, he just reminds me so much of Nakamura. Just the way he, 
just the, the way he wrestles. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe, but just like something about the man. He just really, really, really reminds me of Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, and it's really cool to see. And like I said, once he uh, once he develops that character a little bit more, man, he's I mean, the people already love this guy, man. And, and, and he's great. He's great. He really is, man. He really is. Absolutely, man. So that was that, man. And in the main event, we got, uh, man, very wild seeing him again. Uh, the final piece to the junior heavyweight puzzle, I believe, or uh, is what it said on his trons. We seen on Dynamite none other than Kushida. Yeah. We seen Kushida. Man, I forgot about Kushida. I remembered I remembered um a lot of people were expecting him to show up at Forbidden Door and be with New Japan. Um that obviously was not the case. And now here he is on AEW Dynamite and it is it is, you know, Kushida wasn't always my favorite uh, character-wise. I thought his character, his little like time machine thing, was a little weird. Uh, no, me neither. But I mean, his, uh, I mean, him in the ring. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's gonna complain about that. No, exactly. Yeah, Kushida is uh, very, very good in the ring, um, and <laughs> oh, I know. That's... Well, I think he did like a month in Japan. After like his mm-hmm. Noah stuff, I think he, I think I heard he stayed in Japan for like a month, uh, so he could very well still be there. Actually, uh, we could see yeah, him in the Royal we, Rumble. We could. That's probably where, if I'm guessing, that's where he'll return. I could totally see that. I could totally see that. This match with Darby Allen in the main event of Dynamite was very, 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 very good. It was a very good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man, and Kushida. There was a... Darby Allen went to give him a jumping senton, and Kushida caught him in an armbar on the outside. Crazy. Ooh. Yeah, so Darby Allen won this match via roll-up as him and Kushida uh, shook hands, and Kushida... Put up his uh, put up his pinky uh, to pinky promise him another title shot. Darby Allen did not budge, and then um, uh, then Kushida came back and raised his hand after a very 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 solid uh, main event match. Man, very good. Very man, it was very good. This this is the stuff I want to see from TNT title man. I like it. I like it a lot. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And then, um, the only thing that happened on SmackDown, man, is uh, Triple H did a really awesome thing. He focused Friday Night SmackDown around a tag team tournament as Michael Cole uttered the words, one of the greatest tag teams ever, the Briscoes. Uh, He talked about the Briscoes. He uh, sent prayers to the family of, of, of Jay Briscoe. Um, awesome, 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 awesome stuff from Triple H. You would never 
in a million yeah. years see something like that under a Vince McMahon creative. It just wouldn't happen. Uh, but Triple yeah. H made it happen again. He centered the whole entire show around tag team wrestling, and it was just a really, really awesome thing to see. Definitely, man. It, it was. It was. It's really awesome, man. That was a class act, man. Absolutely. And then we seen the return of the Firefly Funhouse, and I'll tell you what, it was cool for what it was. But, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It just, it just seems like something that needs to, uh, it seems like something, this version of Wyatt just didn't look right in the fun house. It just looked off. Yeah. And everything with Wyatt right now feels so unfocused. It feels yeah. like they're they're not going towards a story. It's just, oh, remember the fun house? Oh, remember remember the cult leader? Remember this? It's like, I don't know, man. I don't know where they're going with Wyatt right now. I really don't. Like, I don't know if it's a blast from the past before we get to him saying, you know, I am the eater of worlds. I am the cult leader. I am, you know, the fiend, and then ultimately at the Royal Rumble to say, you know, I am Uncle Howdy. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It could be focused, and and maybe we just don't see it right now. But to the fans, it is just kind of confusing. It really is, man. I have no idea what they're doing right now. No clue. Me neither. Me neither, bro. Um. Yeah, JT asks, where is Rick Boogs? I don't know, but to be honest, I wouldn't bring him back with Nakamura. I would bring Nakamura back as NXT Nakamura. I feel like they might. If Triple H is still in charge, I think he will, man. Yeah. And um, and I, Triple I think H, we might... mm-hmm. If Triple H is still having plans to bring people back, I think, uh, I think at least he should be good for a little bit longer. And I knock on wood when I say that, but at least for the, at least for the for the distant future, uh, he'll be all right. I think so, man. I hope so. But uh, unfortunately, uh, with Vince McMahon there, uh, eventually this is all gonna come crumbling down. Um, eventually he's gonna just say, "Fuck it, I'm done with the, I'm done with trying to act like I don't want to be in charge, and I'm gonna be in charge." So. Yep. It's going to happen. That was that. Uh, yes, but Wyatt, current Wyatt now just looked very weird in the funhouse. I can't lie. Like him with the big beard just didn't, uh, it just didn't it look right for me, man. I don't know. It really didn't, man. It really didn't. So. Money at Raw. Raw is XXX opens up with Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan, where Hulk Hogan was trying to cut a promo, but uh, his mic kept cutting out, and it was absolutely hilarious. He would say a couple words, and then you wouldn't hear nothing. And then he would start saying words again, and then you wouldn't hear nothing. I mean, it was it was so funny. Oh, man. That's funny, man. Yes, it was it, it was very great. He was what you gonna do 
running wild on you. <laughs> oh, God, it was great. It was great, bro. So then they played this. Uh, they were doing it the whole night, but they just kept, they just, you know, they just kept, you know, just showing pictures from, you know, throughout the years of Buddy at Raw. They showed Chris Jericho. They showed Chris Jericho. They showed the Yes Movement segment. Um, they showed a, a couple, couple AEW things, man, a co- or a couple AEW talent on there, man. So it was really cool. The fact that they did not show the pipe bomb, one of the greatest raw moments ever. Just man, that's wild to me. Did they show the Nexus debut? No. No. God damn. That's lame as fuck, man. That really it, is. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. You, I mean, dude, you're sitting there showing a fucking picture of Hugh Jackman punching Dolph Ziggler, but you can't show the, the, the Nexus or the, uh, or, or the pipe bomb. One of the greatest promos ever. Probably the greatest promo ever. I could guess the answer to this question, but did they show the, um, the, uh, Jericho breakup image? No, no. They showed Chris Jericho's WWE debut, which was a great uh, moment. But cool. yeah, but they, um, but the only the thing with the the thing with the pipe bomb segment is there was a Raw show sometime within the last two years, and they did show a picture of Punk sitting on the stage. Like they've done it before. I don't know when they were. Was it when they were going over all their past world champions? I think they were doing that in a segment, and they showed CM Punk. I think that was the segment. Might've... And if it's not that, then they also... I know they... I remember they did that for Punk. So if, if it's not what you're thinking of, I know they also did that with Punk. And yeah. when they showed up, they were talking about all the past world champions. And they showed... I think it was that picture of Punk sitting on the stage. Could have been, could have been, definitely, bro. But yes, they they only showed Jericho. Uh, they only showed uh, the Jericho debut. They showed the uh, the um, the Yes Movement segment, which was pretty cool. Um, in the teaser, uh, in the commercial, they showed a picture of Sasha Banks holding up a uh the raw women's championship and her falls count anywhere match with charlotte but during the show nothing about sasha banks oh. or any uh hardly any woman stuff to be honest that's fucked up man that is that ain't right especially for one of the four horse women man that ain't right yeah did yeah. they show anything benoit can't even finish the sentence, bro. Just show him. Oh my Just, god! Yeah. Can you imagine. Over this guy. I hope not. Um. Yeah, but they. Yeah, man. I mean, they 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 showed some good stuff, but I mean, it was a lot of the shit was just random. Like they were just showing like random, just random like pictures of fucking Cody Rhodes from last year, like. Just like random images of him, like what? Like why don't you like show like a pro like a promo he did that was great or something like you know the night after WrestleMania promo or like something, something different, man. Oh, Logan, I saw about that, man. That yeah, I've seen nuts. that too. 
That shit was brutal. I love it. I didn't think I'd ever say that about those two, I but never, I love it. Me too, bro. Me too. Nikki Bella said word for word, you can't show Mercedes because she's too over. Eek. That's coming oh. from the Bella twins. Bellas, bro. That's insane. They got that respect for real. Yeah, man. And then they said something at the end of it. Right before the clip I seen went off, something about uh, you guys don't like us for stuff you asked us to do. Obviously, talking about Total Divas. Damn. Brutal. Brutal as hell. So, yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. I know... I know WWE got in a lot of hot water with the Bella Twins leading up to it because apparently they, apparently what they did was, apparently what they did was they promoted the Bella Twins without even contacting them. Yeah. And I wonder if that's the reason that that Bloodline segment had to be canceled because... I wonder if they just promoted the whole fucking family being there and the whole family probably didn't even know about it. Yeah, they probably never contacted any of them before promoting that segment. Yeah, I mean, probably like your main ones like Rikishi and, you know, Afa and Sika. But like other than that, they probably I mean, because they were promoting the whole bloodline, every generation of the bloodline, all of them probably couldn't make it. And instead, we got something that I think was equally as great, uh, if not greater. But, um, but very, 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 very interesting here, man. Very interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. yes, I, I, I truly never thought I, I would, uh, hear the Bella Twins speak ill will of, uh, the old world wrestling entertainment, man. So never in my life, bro. That's insane. Seriously. Seriously, man, you can't save Mercedes because she's too over. Damn. Um, that's, that's awesome. I like that. Damn. Yeah, man, so that, um, that was that, bro. That was, uh, that was, uh, pretty much the gist of, uh, things there were, you know, shown on Raw. Uh, like the pictures, as far as the pictures go and stuff like that. People were still commenting that Triple H Women's Division is the worst it's been in a decade. Pretty bad. But I don't think it's the worst. It's bad. It's bad, alright. But I don't think it's the worst. So, all Afa and Sika had travel issues and Rikishi was sick. Damn. Damn. That sucks. That sucks. So... Uh, mm. So when you say Triple H's women's division, are you talking about the the divisions that Triple H has overseen? Because if that go, if that's the case, it definitely is the worst. And you know, I mean, that's not really a knock on them. In a little bit of way, it is because it's not that good right now. But I mean, people got to understand his NXT women's divisions will probably never be touched on on how great they were. Literally my favorite woman champion twice over Asuka and Shayna Baszler. Come on, dog. Yeah. But like now, (laughs) trash, garbage, rhetoric. This is the worst Triple H's 
I would say this division he's overseeing now is the worst. Say. Yeah. It's first under him. I think under trip. I think under Vince, there's been. Oh my God! Yeah. Where it's been the worst, man. Yeah, but I mean, if if it, yeah, if we're talking about main roster women's divisions in general, obviously this is the best. But that doesn't say much because Vince McMahon's were just so shit. Vince I wouldn't McMahon's. even say this was the best, to be honest. I well, think, holy shit, Vince had moments where he's, he's done some good shit with the women, man. He's had moments. That and is true. Only real. I I can I can maybe call like one in the in this main roster Triple H division, but not many. Um the, I think it's when, definitely one of the worst. When Vince does good, like uh you think about Becky in 2018 or Bailey in 2020, it's good. But when Vince's is bad, I would oh, take good. Triple H's bad over Vince's bad because yeah. at least with Triple H's bad, they still get time. Maybe he doesn't make the right decisions, but they still get a decent amount of time. Uh, and and the segments, the triple, some of Triple H's women's segments have just been shit. But with well, Vince McMahon, when he's hey, on his well. kicks. When he's on his kicks where he doesn't care about the women, they hardly wrestle. They go out there for seven minutes. They go out there for fucking nine minutes and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, he kind of did the thing today, but I don't know, man. I don't know. What did he... Who did he... What did he do today? That time. Oh, that... So there's actually a reason for that. It wasn't. I know there's a reason, but like you pick that to cut time for. That don't make sense. That was dumb as fuck. That's from. from... That's fair to be honest, but like, then dumb. the only the only other thing I would have cut is the women as well because this Bianca Belair and Becky and uh, or Bianca Belair shit. I would have cut that to be honest, but. I mean, I know like, it's another women's thing, but yeah, that would have got cut. I got like, what was that match with Imperium? Who did Rollins team with tonight? The three that I like, bro, you could easily cut that shit. Yeah, no, e- easily cut that shit off for them. Mm-hmm. I don't get what he did tonight. That didn't make sense to me at all. No, I don't know why you chose that. Being that a steel cage match is a huge, uh, it's got to be a huge attraction to a live crowd. I don't know why you did not cut Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville or Seth freaking Rollins and the Street Profits versus Imperium. I mean, what was the point of having Imperium just just On lose? Show for reason and lose. This isn't even their show. Why are they here again? And you I, know, uh... and you know, um, for some people showing up like Bray Wyatt. It makes a little bit of sense because yeah. he has yeah. had some good raw moments. And then with that, L.A. Knight just traveled to, you know, because Bray Wyatt was there to kind of tell their story. Mm-hmm. Or like Charlotte, you know, even though Charlotte fucking blows, I mean, half of her run yeah, was on Raw. You know what I mean? But I mean, Imperium, none of those guys have ever been on Raw. Uh, well, Literally. One time when they did Raw in the U.K. and Walter faced Seth. But that was it. That's it. And like, he has no connections to Raw. Why? Why were they here? Why did 
Rollins team with the Street Profits. Like, what? Like that? That was that was dumb as fuck. Tell them to cut that steel cage, bro. That yeah. That's the thing I don't get, bro. You spent all this money setting that cage up, getting it here, assembling it, advertising the match, and that's the match you don't do. Is the, the match where you, so they had a cage over that whole damn show. They didn't use it. Well, they used it, but like they didn't do a match. That don't make sense to me. That really don't. And then don't to sit there and act like they just killed Becky Lynch, and all they did was a couple fucking moves to her, to mm-hmm. sit there and act like they just fucking dumped her on her head. Um, you know, yeah, to sit there and act. I mean, the the medical medical people are over there. Oh, there's no way she's gonna compete. I mean, dude. What? They just hit her with a couple moves. Like, bro, do you know who that is? She literally got legitimately punched in the in the nose, broken nose, and and she was she was still fighting, bro. That's the woman that you just kicked a couple times and said she can't compete. I don't know what the fuck they did with those with those two last night. Completely ridiculous. But case in point. When Triple H wants to give the his women time, he gives them a he gives them uh he does give them a decent amount of time. Uh, but in cases like tonight, I don't know what the fuck that thought process was. But yes, I would no. say, I would I personally would say Vin, uh, I would rather deal with Triple H's worse than Vince McMahon was worse because Triple H's worse um involves Nikki Cross. While Vince McMahon's worse involves Nikki A.S.H. to give yeah. you guys uh, a a uh, yeah a comparison on who's worse is the best. Uh, so, but yes, completely stupid, dude. Bailey versus Becky Lynch gets canceled. What? That made no sense. And then later in the show. To go ahead and see Charlotte Flair out there for no fucking reason, and then yeah, for that to lead to Bianca and Sonya Deville getting a match? Come on, bro. Man, another thing I thought about, bro. How do you have to cut time on a three-hour show? <laughs> Dog, mm-hmm. this show is three goddamn forsaken hours. You have all the time in the world. How do you need to cut time? Who ran this show, Tony Khan? Why do you need to cut time on a three-hour television show? Half of this shit you could have done next week anyway. Yes, this WWE Legends poker game could have got canned. Nobody cared about that. And honestly, all they had to do for that Imperium segment, because it was fucking hilarious, all you had to do was have Imperium come out there and DX... Have them just get scared and walk off and make yeah. Imperium look good. Just have Imperium, what? just have Imperium, you know, tell them to get out of the ring. And all of them are like, oh, shit, well, we're too old for this. So let's get the hell out of here. Uh, all That is literally all they had to do. That is all Let they had leave. to do, man. Um, And they didn't. But, yeah. However... I am very glad we did not see any uh, legends burying the young guys in this show. That was good. This is a very good Triple H-ism. They 
Because, dude, when Imperium came out there, all I said to myself was, all I said to myself was, is Triple H and Shawn Michaels about to sit here and embarrass a guy that they once booked so well? I don't know, man. Completely, completely boggled my mind. All right, man. I'm telling you, man. So this show opens up with the trial of Sami Zayn. Whew, bro. I love, love, loved this segment, dude. I absolutely love this segment. This this was so good. This was so good for anybody. And there are people. I, again... Dude... Oh, man. I love this segment so much. I would genuinely probably put this segment in my top tens of all time for segments that I've personally watched. Dude... This landed me into territory where somebody told me I must not be wa- I must have not watched wrestling that long. Man, did I have to sit dude on his ass, bro. Get the fuck out of here. I have watched this shit my whole entire life, man. I have watched this shit my whole entire life. I know a good segment when I see one and dude the emotion and the amount of feeling that was put into this segment was fucking incredible exceeded all expectations bro I did not think too much of when I seen this I I I did not think too much when I see uh when I seen this trial of Sami Zayn segment but I knew when they were walking out there just seeing the look on Sami Zayn's face I was like Either they're about to kick him out of the bloodline, or this is going to get a whole lot more interesting. And one of them almost happened, and the other one definitely happened. So Paul Heyman grabs the mic, and he just starts going off on Sami Zayn. Just this rat bastard, this fucking trail. I didn't say that. This traitor. Um he called him a rat bastard, and I was like, whoa. I was like, Sami Zayn's looking at him like, damn, what the hell? So he goes, I'm going to show you some evidence from the prosecution, from the prosecution, how uh, that proves Sami Zayn is not a part of this family. One was from a while ago. It was like Drew McIntyre. He called him like Sword Boy, or he called him something stupid. He said a uh, sword, like sword wielding boy, or something like that, was, uh, was jumping the Usos, and Sami Zayn ran away. And then there was another instance where, um, there was another instance where where uh, at War Games, Sami Zayn was on top of the cage, taking all the glory in for himself. And then there was another instance where Sami was on Raw and he cost Jey Uso a match because he didn't want to hit Kevin Owens in the head with a chair. And Roman, 
just blank, just nothing to say as Sami Zayn stands mm-hmm. up and he says, you know what, Paul, you know what I mean? is the fact that you just said all that, but you always want to come up to me and you want to give me a kiss on the cheek and hug me and tell me how much you love me. And then you say all that. He said, uh, he told Paul, he said that, that genuinely hurts me. And, and he says, you know what? I have no defense as he just threw the mic down and he sat back in his chair and Roman at this point was just looking at him like, what the fuck screaming at him? You have no defense. You're just going to let all of that happen uh, without saying anything. So he says, so he says to, he says to Sammy, he says to Sammy, he says, um, he says, you're just going to let all of that happen after everything. You're just going to let him say all of that and not defend yourself at all. And he, at this point, he's screaming at Sami Zayn and, and he, and he says, I let you into my family and this is how you repay me. And he throws and, and he says, you know what? And he screams solo and he throws the mic down as solo is just looking like, okay, I guess this is, I guess this is it. So, so, so Solo was just looking like, okay, well, I guess this was it. And Solo walks up to Sami Zayn. Uh, why is this red? Are you? Oh, okay. Was I Charlotty? Yeah, you're you're pretty Charlotty. Okay, where did for you, me at least? Where did I start being Charlotty at? 
I mean, you were Charlotte, Charlotte the whole time you were talking about that segment, but I don't know if it was like that to, to the audience. Okay, guys, please let don't me think know. it was not here out of that uh, segment. Please let me know if you guys heard everything. universe knows okay geez that was the first time in a while that happened man okay 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 so they say it's been good for them okay so roman reigns roman reigns grabs the mic and he tells sammy you know i let you into my family and this is how you repay us you have you don't want to defend yourself so you just don't care anymore. And he just screams for Solo. He throws the mic down. He throws the mic down and Solo walks behind Sami Zayn. And he's getting ready to give him the Samoan spike as Sami's just sitting in the chair not doing anything. And right before he goes to do it, Jay Uso so. held... Solo's arm and he said no nah, man what are you doing as he looks at as Roman Reigns just looking at him like what the fuck this is the kind of power hungry Roman Reigns I want to see bro literally bro just the guy that's just insane with power man that's what I want to see from the dude dude we said this so long ago we said this so long ago about Roman Reigns being uh, about Roman Reigns being uh, the fall of the bloodline being because Roman Reigns just becomes delusional. And I absolutely love this short wicked, short tempered Roman Reigns. I mean, it is just it is great. I think it's awesome, man. I really do. Absolutely. So Jay and dude. When I tell you guys I was genuinely watching this with a tear in my eye because of all the emotion that Sami Zayn was giving off, I mean, he just looked so heartbroken. And the moment that the Usos saved him, the guys who hated him the most, bro. Loved it. That this was great. was so fucking good. This was one of the best segments I have ever watched in my entire life. I promise you guys that in the entirety of me watching professional wrestling, this was one of my all-time favorite segments. This has got to be, um, this has got to be in my easily in my top ten. But nice. hell yeah, man! Logan Logan says he was watching with a tear in his eye as well, dude. It was sad, bro. It was an emotional, 
it was such an emotional uh, promo, man. It was so good. And Jay says, you know what? No disrespect to you, Tribal Chief. He says, you know what, man? I got a tape. I got a tape that uh, that 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 I want to play. He said, "Roll the footage." He also, Sami Zayn was bickering, bickering a little bit with Paul Heyman, uh, as he said, as he said, um, he was telling Paul, "You know, do you just think? Do you think that I want to be the tribal chief? Do you think that I'm in this for selfish reasons?" As Paul Heyman's just standing there saying, "Yes, yes," after after all of that, man. So, so Jay says. You know, I got I got some uh, some footage that I want to play. So roll the tape. He showed footage of Sami Zayn helping them beat RK Bro. He showed footage of Sami Zayn. Um, he showed footage of Sami Zayn taking the Claymore for Roman Reigns, taking chair shots for Roman Reigns, uh, taking shots for the Usos. Uh, helping them at war games. He just showed all the clips of Sami Zayn helping the bloodline. And he says, and he said to Sami, he said, you know, everybody knows when you first came into this group, I hated you. I could not trust you. And you stuck around there and chose to see the good in me. And to me, that's family. And he said, and he said to Sami Zayn, he said, and you and um he said to Sami Zayn you are like family to me you are like uh you are like my oos or my brother and and uh Sami Zayn was legitimately fucking crying he was legitimately oh, fucking crying and he says and he said he said if you guys want to see Sami Zayn stay in the bloodline throw your ones in the air and Jay was the only one doing it and then Jimmy throws his titles on the table, stands up, and th- puts his one up in the air. It Real was shit, so fucking good. It was so good. And Sammy, Sammy says, Sammy says to, um, Sammy, uh, Sammy was. Sammy was legitimately looking at them, just shaking his head, just smiling with just a face, uh, just, you know, those red rimmed eyes, man. And, and Roman Reigns grabs the mic and I absolutely love how he just was a prick about this whole segment. He grabs the mic and he says, he says to Sammy Zayn, he says, you know what? You need to thank Jay right now, because if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be in here. And he blatantly told Sami Zayn, you bought yourself a little more time. So it makes me wonder. It really makes me wonder what the hell is, uh, is Sami Zayn going to kind of get the hint after this, that he is not going to be accepted by Roman Reigns. And maybe he's cool with the Usos for now, but, um, uh, is he going to get the hint, and is he going to be the one to turn? That's interesting. They've low-key themselves kind of set that path up, mm-hmm. where it might be Sammy that turns, but I don't know, man. I, th- I still think, Definitely. overall, that even if Sammy is the one to turn, the bloodline has to beat the fuck out of him at, at the chamber, man. 
that's where it has to happen, whether he turns on them or not. Elimination Chamber has to end with a fucking beat down ass Sami Zayn. It has to. Absolutely. The bloodline, they, especially with the Usos saving him tonight, we all know the group is going to break up. But it just, it's those stories, man, that just want you. It, it just makes you as a fan say, man, man, I, uh, I, I really wish Roman would just see the good in him and just let him stay in the group. Even though we all know it's going to happen and we all, and we all know it's going to end. It, it's, it's going to be, it's one of those stories, man, where it's going to be bittersweet. It's going to be so bittersweet when it ends because you're in one hand, you're going to say, they look like pricks after turning on Sami Zayn. They look like the biggest villains in uh, in wrestling, uh, some of the biggest villains in wrestling history after that turn. And on the other hand, you're going to say, man, I wish this group would have got a little bit of a longer run. And that in itself what you want. is what you want. Look at DIY. Everybody... As soon as it happened, a lot of people said, ah, this is the wrong time. This was too early for them. But in hindsight, it was the perfect fucking time to break them up. And same thing goes for Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Dean Ambrose. Everybody said, man, we want the Shield back together. The Shield should have had a longer run. And that in itself means it was the perfect fucking time to break them up. And I've always said that, man. And... And it is and it is going to be the same thing with the bloodline. On one hand, you're going to say, man, I just wish we could have got another year out of these guys. And on the other hand, you're going to say, and and, well, and a couple years down the line, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, that was the perfect time to break them up. It was the perfect time to break them up. And it's one of those things where it makes you hate it so much in the moment. And that's okay. Because down the line, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, that was absolutely perfect how that was done. Same thing with, uh, this is not a faction situation, but same thing with Johnny Gargano and Andrade Cien Almas, bro. A lot of people wanted to see Johnny Gargano win the NX, NXT title at TakeOver Philadelphia, and we were so mad and we hated NXT for, for those couple hours, man, after that happened, and we hated NXT so much, and in hindsight, you perfect, say, man... man that was so perfect Johnny Gargano didn't win that match. And that in itself is the beauty of professional wrestling. To pull you in and to get you so emotionally invested, you you hate to see something happen. But when you look back, and, and hindsight is always twenty twenty vision, bro, it, it, it was just the perfect fucking thing to do. And that also is another hidden beauty of Triple H's booking, man. It is, he, do, he is the master of, at making decisions that come into play a mile, two miles, three miles down the road, man. Man, and look what happens when you don't do that. When you keep a group together. Look what happened to the inner circle, man. So, yep, when perfect. they were originally going to break up, I wanted it. Because it was too soon. And too soon was perfect. And guess what? We got another couple months with them. And then, they, and then everyone's like, oh, yeah. They got to break up now. It's, this group's getting old. It's getting stale. It's exactly what we say, bro. Right when the fans will not want them to break up, break them up. 
because fans will cherish what they had forever. It's a perfect system, man. I mean, Inner Circle looks so badass after that Pinnacle feud. If they would have went out like that, even though they would have lost the match, the mystique perfect. of the Inner Circle would have been intact. Exactly. It would have been amazing, man. Uh, yeah, stuff like that is why that system is so good. Because you have examples of when it isn't. Not the mystique. Uh, I mean the aura, rather, yeah. around the inner circle would have been intact. It would have been remembered as a fucking badass group. And it would have it would have been great, but... Now it's remembered as a thing that went on forever. Look at yeah. the shield now. They returned. They fucking reu reunited that group three, four times, yep. and nobody cares about it anymore. Yeah, absolutely. That's what happens. Absolutely. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. So that uh, that is that is truly something I believe to be uh, truly a a hidden beauty of Triple H's work. He is the king, the king of kings, if you will, at making these decisions that are very um that maybe maybe you're going to hate to see it now and maybe it's going to get you uh so emotionally invested that you absolutely hate the decision now but you're going to look back in a couple months or a couple years and say man that was absolutely perfect and 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 it's and it's a beautiful thing and this segment I'm telling you bro was genuinely and I genuinely mean this I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about this shit not only was I I was on the edge of my seat for this whole entire segment this group has done tremendous work this group has done tremendous work and and um you know they uh they absolutely deserve what all of them deserve what they are getting right now and that is just um Great praise uh, for a great segment and overall a great storyline being told. I mean, this this was one of the best segments I've ever seen, and and I'm not and I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, I, I and I haven't <laughs> I haven't started watching wrestling tomorrow. I've been watching this shit for uh man uh, 15 years uh, around there. Um, I've been watching this shit for around 15, 16 years, and. My God, I, I I am not I am not uh, in any way, shape, or form um, embarrassed to say this was one of the best segments I, I've ever seen. This this had me emotionally on the edge of my seat, and it was an emotional ride to say the very very least. Oh, man, definitely. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff here. So, the Usos. Then go on. Oh, that was the other thing. Roman Reign. Roman Roman Reigns tells. Roman Reigns tells Sammy. He he tells Sammy this, and and this is what I said in the beginning of me talking about this promo, that this is going to. This is going to either. They, I, I said in the beginning of the promo before I seen it, they're either going to kick him out of the group or this is going to get a whole lot more interesting. So it got a whole lot more interesting because Roman Reigns says to Sami Zayn, you know what? I want you to have a great night and I want you to have a night that is going to make the bloodline proud. Also, I don't 
want to see your face until Saturday night at the Royal Rumble. And there is where you're going to have your final test. What is that test going to be? I'll put him big KO, man. And the thing is, is Sammy going to purposely fuck something up? Also, also, Kevin Owens came out a little earlier in the show and told Roman Reigns he was holding the Universal title hostage. Is Roman Reigns only defending the Universal title? I think he's defending both. I don't know why he would say that. Yeah, it was I'm real weird. The matches for both. It's, it was real weird. He said that. He said, he said uh, that he's held the universal title hostage for almost two years. He didn't really say much about the WWE Championship, which, which made me feel a little weird about the situation. I said to myself, I could have swore he was. I was gonna say I could have swore he was yeah. defending both of them. So I don't know why Kevin Owens would say that, unless they're That's gonna weird. change something. But. Changing it would be weird in itself. I don't know, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because if I'm Kevin Owens, if I'm facing the guy who holds both belts, why would I have a match for both of them and then want to change my match to get one of them? Like what? Like I could see if you go into it knowing, okay, I'm only fighting you for the WWE title. All right, fine. But, I mean, to say... You're getting a title match for both, and then for them, like, what would be the reason behind them only only defending? And with that logic, wouldn't he only be able to defend the Raw or the WWE title since he's fighting a Raw superstar? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Um... That's weird. Yeah, I it's, it it made no sense. I don't know why that I don't know why he chose that wording, but um the so he tells he he tells Sammy that he better make the bloodline proud tonight and he told him you bought yourself a little bit more time. So now Sammy Zayn knows the day is eventually going to come where Roman Reigns will kill like he knows he's not a, a lifer. You know what I mean? He knows he's not the Dolph Ziggler of the bloodline. He he no. is not a lifer. He will eventually be kicked out. So I, I feel like that's going to come into play really well at the Royal Rumble, to be honest. But I wonder what the test is going to be. Is the test going to be Sami Zayn not being in the Royal Rumble? Because technically, if he were to fight in the match, he would be looking for a shot to face Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. If he were to, um, you know, I mean, if he were to even step foot in the match, is that going to be a test of you want to take my titles off of me? Uh, is it going to be in the title match against Kevin Owens? I mean, we don't know, man. We don't know. But it's 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 interesting, man. It is really interesting. And they have they have truly kudos to everybody involved. They have told a spectacular story, man. Truly. And truly, I can't wait to see how it plays out, man. And um, I definitely agree with Logan on all of this. I mean, I think Sammy... It's not that I don't think Sammy Zane shouldn't know the day is going to come, but that he doesn't believe it in a way where he's trying so hard to stay in the group where he's just like, I'm going to stay in this group 
there I'm gonna prove myself and he tries his hardest and they still turn on him. Not that he doesn't know it's gonna come. He doesn't but he doesn't he knows it, it, but he's naive to it. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he just he just can't accept it. I agree. And when they do beat his ass, I think that's gonna make it perfect, man. And I don't think he should be in the rumble either. I don't want him in the rumble at all. I agree. I, I'm I I'm saying these things because you know you, yeah. I'm saying these things because not because I want or think they're going to happen. I'm just mentioning them because it's it's it it's just a talking point of the uh, of the segment, you know what I mean? Um mm. but yes, I absolutely I absolutely don't think Sami Zayn should turn on the bloodline. The it, the story is for the faction to kick him out and Exactly. You know, and and I totally agree with um, Sami Zayn knowing the day is going to come, but being naive to it enough to where he just doesn't want to believe it. He doesn't want, yeah. you know, he he doesn't want it to happen type thing, but he knows it, but he's just, he tries to block it and he tries to do everything he can to please them. So the Usos are facing the Judgment Day and for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Jimmy goes down in the match. They're carrying him out. Adam Pierce says, "Well, if you leave, you are you're going to uh, you're going to forfeit uh, the championships." And Sammy says, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. Can I step in and 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 uh, team with with Jay and defend the tag team championships with Jay?" And Adam Pierce says, "You know what? I did it for the Judgment Day." A couple weeks ago, and I'll do it for you guys too. And I love that little that those little yeah. things. I love those that little things. Nice. He did it for the Judgment Day a couple weeks ago. He's gonna do it for the Bloodline tonight. So he ta- he let Sami Zayn tag into the match. Sami Zayn almost lost this match for them, but in the end, this crowd was so into it after Sami got in the match, and it was it was so good, bro. It was so good. This was one of the best matches Dominic Mysterio's ever been involved in. Um, Dominic, it, it has been this this was great. This was fantastic. Um, crowd was into it. It, it was very good, and, and it was just all around. I thought just a really, uh, really good tag match, man. Uh, and I genuinely found myself being invested into a Dominic Mysterio match. So uh, crazy to see, man. Crazy to see. But in the end, uh, Sami Zayn wins the match for the Usos. Oh, yeah, man. You love to see it. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, no. Sami Zayn's going to hold the belts up, and they're going to think that he's trying to... No, not at all. He grabbed both belts and handed them right to Jay. Love it. Amazing. Fucking incredible. Incredible. (sighs) Baron Court, the Godfather and Ron Simmons are asking uh, who the hell this stooge is with their buddy, JBL. Baron Corbin just... Baron Corbin just got uh, uh, verbally buried here. Um, they were just treating dude like an absolute moron. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if it was anybody, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather it be Baron Corbin than anybody on the roster. Um, but they uh, then, uh, Baron Corbin pays them off to get into their poker lounge. And who's back sitting in the poker lounge, you may ask? 
none other than the man that participated in the greatest singles match of all time. Nope, not Andrade. Johnny Gargano. There he was back there eating popcorn, doing, just standing at the table, just uh, wasting his time away on Monday Night Raw. Imagine flying in to stand at a table at a poker game. I wouldn't show up. I had no call, no show. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh, man. Horrendous. I swear to God. That was that. Do not really want to talk about that at all. Uh, other than Bray Wyatt's dad was on the show. IRS was there. Hey, that was cool. That's awesome. And then the steel cage that never what? was. Um, Bailey comes out. Becky's coming to the ring. Damage control. Get her in the ring. EO does a backflip on her. They do like this double swing neck breaker move. And apparently that's all it took to uh, kill Becky Lynch. Um, and they, they lock the cage. Adam Pierce was trying to get in as they were doing these two moves to Becky Lynch. Adam Pierce got his bolt cutters, got himself in the cage and, um, damage control then climbed over to the top to uh, avoid Adam Pierce. You cut Becky Lynch and Bailey, but you kept Sonya Deville versus Bianca Belair on the show? What? Come on now. Come on. Come on, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to see... Like, I would rather see Luke Gallows and Alpha Academy play fucking poker with Baron Corbin rather than watching Becky Lynch and Bailey. Two of my top three women of all time go at it in a steel cage match. Nope, I'd rather watch poker and all of and and uh, a Sonya Deville and Bianca Belair match and a Charlotte promo and watching Ric Flair stand out there and absolutely have no fucking idea what he was talking about. Makes sense, man. It really doesn't. None. What? So ever. <sighs> Horrible man. Uh so yes, that was cut. Um Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley said Bobby Lashley goes up or sorry, Bobby Lashley gets confronted by MVP and he tells he tells um Bobby Lashley he tells Bobby Lashley um you know, why don't uh, after your match, after you win the title, why don't you come down to the VIP lounge? We're going to pop some bottles and I want you to make some new friends. Obviously talking about Omo. Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. says, "Look, man, tonight let's just get one thing straight. I don't need your help and I don't need Omas's help." MVP MVP says, "Okay." And and he leaves Bobby Lashley alone for the whole night, pretty much. Um, bro, DX comes out with fucking Kurt Angle, dude. Why is Kurt Angle always joining on these factions? This was, dude. So I was ready to tweet out like, "Damn, 
they didn't think Kurt was going to get like a, did they not think Kurt was going to get like a pop or something? Like, why did they not give him his own entrance? So, so Kurt comes walking out there and I'm so confused. I'm like, damn, they're not going to give Kurt his own entrance. Well, so dude, they get in the ring and they all start doing the DX hand symbol. Kurt was doing it so fast. It was fucking hilarious, dude. It was hilarious. And, you know, the group, they're just all vibing and, you know, and I'm sitting there like, why are they not? They didn't announce Kurt. They didn't mention him. They're not doing anything for Kurt. So I I was ready to tweet like, damn, did they forget that Kurt was there? And then we ended up getting our answer because Road Dog does his intro. And he does his, you know, tag team champions of the world. And he's the bro dog, Jesse James. And he goes to say the badass Billy Gunn. And he fucking looks over and it's just Kurt. And I just started cracking up laughing. He's the badass bit. And it's just Kurt just standing there just looking at him. And he goes, Kurt? <laughs> Duh. And he's Love like, it. What are you doing here? And and Kurt goes, I always wanted to be a part of DX. Bro, I just started. Dude, this I was. I'm sitting there the whole time like, why are they not mentioning Kurt? And then when Road Dog looked over and just was like, what and the just fuck? Pants Kurt. Like, <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And then I was like, oh, okay. So Kurt wasn't supposed to be there type thing. No, so it just like... made it all that much better. It was so fucking funny, dude. It was so funny. Um Hell, Kurt, man. Dude, he Kurt is Kurt Kurt really is the best. <laughs> I always wanted to be a part of DX. <laughs> the, so he just didn't even notice he just walked out with him. Oh That's my amazing. god. So funny too. And the best part was they were all wearing their black and green. Kurt comes out wearing red, white, and blue, like the most noticeable guy out of the bunch. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, did Kurt I'm like did they tell Kurt that this was his segment I'm like I'm like this did somebody accidentally tell Kurt this was his segment I'm sitting there the whole time I'm like damn I'm like they know I'm sitting there I'm like they do know Kurt would have got a pop right he didn't have to come out with DX and then when that happened I just started dying laughing because I was like oh I see what they're doing um, That's amazing, man. But it was so weird, and then it was just so fucking funny, dude. And the when he was doing the the fucking DX hand symbol, or the the thing, and where they get in the ring and they do the suck it, he was like doing it so fast, it was fucking hilarious, bro. It's so, amazing, man. So Imperium come out, they get in the face of Triple H, and this was so good. The reason this was so good is because this time, DX didn't bury anybody. Instead, and I would as soon as Imperium came out, I got I got a little annoyed because I was like, "Is Triple H really going to give a pedigree, or is Shawn Michaels really going to sweet chin music Walter right now?" After how well both of them booked him, I was like, "Oh come on!" So you know, they get in there, and Walter says, "You know." You guys, I don't know what you guys are out here celebrating. You guys have done nothing but make a mockery of this business. Um, uh, You guys have done nothing but make a mockery of this business. And he says, so you step out of our ring unless any one of you want to do anything about it. 
So Triple H, all fucking mean, walks up to him, and he's got this pissed look in his face, and he just pulls the mic up to his mouth, and he says, Nah, man, I'm retired. I'm good. Yeah, You, Sean? <laughs> He's like, it was so funny, man. And then Sean goes, and then Sean's looking around at the crowd and he just goes, nah, man, I'm too old. And then they look at X-Pac and he's like, no, 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 I, I got a, I got bad shins, man. I, this ain't going to be me. Road dog walks up and he goes, you know, I got a, no, nah, I don't, I'm not going to fight you. So, so they get in a, they get in a huddle and they turn around and look at Kurt and then they get back in the huddle as Kurt's just fucking standing there. And then, it was so funny, bro. It was Look, really, Im- Imperium made this uh, made this uh, segment uh, ten times funnier just with their seriousness and DX Jesus. just like being scared Oof, but not wanting to admit it. It was hilarious, bro. So. I'll tell you, bro, when Triple H got in his face and he was like breathing all hard and then he just lifts the mic up and he just says all nice. Nah, man, I'm retired. I I, I can't do this. I, it was, so, <laughs> so they line up, they line up against Kurt and, and Triple H just puts his arm around him. He goes, hey, Kurt said I'll fight you. And Kurt's just going, no, 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 I did not say that. I did not say that. Oh, bro, it was so funny. And it was so funny, too, because you could see Walter kind of starting to crack. Like, he wanted to laugh. If like you're he, able to make fucking Walter laugh, you're good, bro. That's dude, it, hurt. It was so funny. And then Seth comes out, and then the Street Profits, and then it kind of just made it lame. And then Imperium lost, so that was that. Was that. Kind of made lame. it lame, but the segment itself was just fucking hilarious, dude. It said he'd fight you. Oh, bro, he said he put, the way he put his arm around him, too, and he like pointed at him. He's like, yeah, Kurt said I'll fight you. <laughs> and Kurt was like, no, 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 I did it. Bro, it was so funny. I love it. Um, and DX, DX didn't uh, revival Imperium. You, the Imperium, Imperium still ended up losing, but not by the old guys. Yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty nice. Definitely, man. That's good, man. That's good. Absolutely. It was hilarious. It was an hilarious, it was a very hilarious segment. Charlotte Flair comes out and bro, her theme song there's yeah. sa- no no no, there's it's there's new parts oh. to it. Oh no. You know, so it's already a shitty remix, but in the middle of it there's well not in the middle, but there's certain parts throughout it where the music kind of like lowers down a little bit and you just hear something go bow down to the queen and then it goes right back into the shitty music or he says like no 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 sorry he says uh he says bow down to the queen and then there's another part where he goes all hail the queen in this fucking stupid voice and then the shitty remix starts playing again horrible fire that rebel bruh get him fire them all fire them you do budget cuts uh, normal people, bro, do it to them. Boot them out. God. Dude. Oh, man, where is Jim Johnson? Where is Jim Johnson when you need him? Golly. That shit is ass, man. Yes, bro, this segment was amazing. This segment was amazing. Uh... 
Oh no, my bad. Sorry, I I I don't know why. <laughs> we're so, I thought we were still walking. I thought we were still talking. I I was looking at a picture of the DX segment when I said that. Okay, so Charlotte comes out, cuts her promo. Bianca comes out. They start to talk for a little bit. Then Sonya Deville interrupts, and this leads to Bianca Belair versus Sonya Deville. Absolutely kill me. Um, Bianca wins, and then Alexa Bliss cuts a promo on her, warning her for for Saturday. Golly, um, yeah. So that was that. Uh, the okay. Miz, the Miz cut a promo. The Miz cut a promo yeah. talking. It honestly was like an old Miz promo. He was talking about how he was talking about how they. Um, he was talking about how. He doesn't get any title shots or any recognition. It was literally like an old Miz promo. And then the crowd seen Kevin Owens coming through the stand, so they started standing up and cheering. And the Miz, the Miz, this is what I love about the Miz. The Miz, the Miz is like, yeah, stand up, cheer, yeah. And he just starts going on and on about how he needs to get what he deserves. And then Kevin Owens just gives him a stunner. And uh, I, I, I love the Miz, man. the The Miz, um, the Miz is so so good when he's put in the right positions. But when he's when he's doing something serious, he's so fucking good. But when he the Miz is doing his cringy stuff, it oh, it sucks, man. bro. Dude, the Miz is one of the most fifty fifty guys yes. in the fucking world. When he's, he's good, the... he's great. Mm. But he's not. Oh Lord! Mm-hmm. Literally, there's the no in between. No, there's no a decent Miz. Mm-hmm. It's just good, really good, or god fucking awful. Yes. And good, good thing it was the good tonight, man. That's a lot good. Of, a lot of people, a lot of people were on their A game tonight, man. A lot of pe- a yeah. lot of people did some really good shit tonight. Um, and in the main event. Uh, it was a pretty good match, man. It was a pretty good match. Um, it was a pretty good match between Austin Theory and um, Bobby Lashley. And they wrestled in a no-disqualification match. And the match was changed to a no-disqualification match today. And actually, before the match, they asked Bobby Lashley why that was. And he says, he said, the reason that stipulation was made is so Austin Theory cannot get himself disqualified so he can beat me. And the other reason it's a no disqualification match is so I can't get disqualified for what I'm going to do to him tonight. Oh, cool so, reason. So Bobby Lashley, um, Bobby Lashley was closing in on beating Austin Theory, and Brock Lesnar comes out. Hey. And interrupts this, and he gives Bobby Lashley an F5, gives Theory an F5 on top of Bobby Lashley. Theory falls on Bobby Lashley and wins. Uh, The ref counted the 1-2-3, and Austin Theory beat him. I think... I think you cannot do this at the Royal Rumble because it's like five days away literally but i i'm starting to maybe think at wrestlemania we will see lashley versus lesnar and i think that 
there we will at WrestleMania, um, the Hurt Business is going to play a part in Bobby Lashley getting the final victory. I think so, man. I think so. Yeah, Logan. I mean, I saw for a lot of people the show cut off when he F5'd Austin Theory. For a lot of people, when he did that, the show just ended mid mid F5. So, so they really bad with time. They tonight. did horrible with time tonight. So for me, he F5 Austin Theory. Austin Theory won the match. And then Corey goes, this is what I heard. So ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar is back. And then it was like Barmageddon. You know, talking about <laughs> talking about that new Barmageddon show. They're like, God. next on Barmageddon. I'm like... And I looked at the time, and I was like, oh my god, they fucking totally just ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dude, how do you run out of time with three hours of television? I Ow. know. I guess, man, Dude, when that's... it's a loaded show, and you actually have stuff that's... Uh, you actually have stuff you want to do this week, I guess... I guess, man, but again, there was so much stuff they just could have cut. I don't know if they forgot booking-wise with certain people they couldn't do it. This is why you should have done Raw. Raw 30 when it happened last week or the week before. Uh, Maybe maybe there was scheduling conflicts for a lot of these guys, Yeah, but I don't know, man. Unless that's the reason you should have done Raw 30 last week with the way this fucking worked out or i mean hell start asking these guys six months in advance hey yeah we're doing this raw show in mid-january you're gonna be good are you gonna be good to do it but i guess this is what happens when you have things like this uh you know like a raw 30th episode and to conflict that you also have to tell your go home show good for the royal rumble Exactly, you have to do both, like dog. Oh, also forgot to mention another great week of uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, Cody Rhodes uh, promos. I found out why they're so good. Uh, they're produced by uh, Jeremy Borash. Look at that man! Look at that. Yep, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah, but Cody, Cody was, uh, you know, he was saying, "I came back a year ago." And when they told me I had to go out for surgery, it was like a heart to the chest, or it was like a knife to the heart. But now I'm back and I have to accomplish it. So Cody was being (laughs) Cody. And Logan says it himself. I'm going to take the words right out of Logan's mouth, bro. How the hell do you not have Cody Rhodes win on Saturday night? We are in for a roller coaster, man. We are, man. This man, Cody's talking that shit, man. And it's just going to be The Rock. It just wins. I can't Dude. Wait. Dude, Cody's face after he gets dumped over the top is going to be a meme. Oh, it is, bro. It is. I can't wait. It's, oh. it's going to be horrible. I know it. It's going to suck. It's, this show is really good, man. But not that I don't think Royal Rumble is going to be good. But I think it's going to be the start of the decline of television again. That I hope not. I hope not. I yeah. hope Cody wins it. 
If I'm given a prediction, man, the Royal Rumble is the start of the decline. That's just me, though. That's just me. Yeah, I, uh, I could... This Royal Rumble, I think, dictates that. I, I think... I think, even though I think the stuff with Roman and Rock, I think they'll give some decent promos. With all the other stories you have going on with Roman Reigns right now, I just don't think The Rock fits into that. The Rock doesn't fit in at all. He is so unnecessary for this. But the money is money if they want it, man. And it's Mm -hmm. going to... Oh, man. And obviously we'll talk about it on Friday. But if they had another idea of who they wanted to beat Roman over Cody too, Cody ain't winning, bruh. From that news that dropped today about Roman's possible other opponent (laughs) that almost happened, (laughs) Cody ain't winning. That was my confirmation. Cody ain't fucking winning. Uh, I'm telling you, bro, his face is going to be a meme. I hope so. I hope so, JT. I don't know. I don't Me think too. he'll be ready, to be honest. But oh, would that would that probably be my fucking entry of the night? It probably would be at least one of them. Top top three easy if he's in it. Yeah, definitely. I miss that man. Oh, a hundred percent. I miss Orton so much. Um, you bet. I don't think Riddle can join him. I think he's still suspended. Or not suspended, but in a way. Getting yeah. married to um, uh, a porn star. <laughs> yeah, man. So that that was that, man. I guess again, I guess that is what happens when uh, you have to mix in your rumble, go home with your, uh, your um, edition. Yeah, with your thirtieth edition of Raw. Um, mm-hmm. but man, it is. Oh, uh, I completely- I completely refuse to believe it, but the fact that they were trying to do it just proves to me that that Cody ain't winning, dog. Could you imagine WrestleMania on one of the nights you have, you basically have Roman Reigns beat Chris Jericho and beat The Rock in Austin at at, at the same WrestleMania, just different nights? I mean, how much more does a guy need to be put over? Literally, dog. He beat everybody. Who with their left? Who? What? Might as well just just relinquish the things at that point. You beat everybody. Completely, you won the game. Completely ridiculous. But we'll get to it on. Uh, we'll we'll go into the whole story. Uh, the details on Friday, man. But um, with that, that has been. That has been uh. The 127th edition of Unscripted Man, also with our uh, little tribute to Jay Briscoe, man. So rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And uh, yeah, man, rest in peace, truly. truly. Reach for the sky, boy. Hell yeah, man. Jay Briscoe. Yeah, Yeah, man, rest in peace to a true legend, man. And that was the Royal Rumble Go Home Show. And uh, yeah, man. This was another great edition of Unscripted Man, and that was also the episode of AEW Dynamite for this past week, man. So that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted. Um, Before we go, yeah. I realized we didn't talk about Wyatt. Did we talk about Wyatt and Taker? Ooh. Very true. I just, oh, my I God. Just... How did I skip over that? Oh. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was on my run sheet. 
right before uh, the poker game, so I skipped over that. Okay, so there was this, um, there was this, there was so there was a segment with L.A. Knight, and he was ta- uh, he was talking about how you know none of the legends are man enough to man enough to come and come and say anything to him, and then none other than the American badass Undertaker comes out. So this was pretty cool, except he had that uh, kid or his kid rock American badass song, and not Rollin' or You've Done It Now. Um... Not not his good ones. He came out to his worst one, so that one kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, he came in the ring, man, and L.A. Knight kind of had a verbal, not a back and forth because Undertaker didn't say anything, but he had a verbal spat with Undertaker, and yeah. Bray Wyatt, uh, L.A. Knight, um, walked up the stage as he told Undertaker he was going to give him a pass for the night. He walked up the stage, and Bray Wyatt came out, I would have liked if L.A. Knight was just going to stay in the ring and just talk to The Undertaker, but uh, I would prefer if he wasn't on the outside, but he was walking up the stage, and all of a sudden, right next to his head, uh, Bray Wyatt's theme song starts playing, and then right next to his head, the lantern comes on, and that, um, and then L.A. Knight, um, and then L.A. Knight was, he was, uh you know, kind of backed between the ring and uh, he was back between the ring and a walking Bray Wyatt at him. And he gets in the ring. Taker grabs his neck for the choke slam, and L.A. Knight's just kind of selling it. Bray Wyatt gets in the ring. Undertaker looks at Bray and he just tosses L.A. Knight to him for the sister Abigail as Wyatt and Undertaker face off. The Undertaker walks up to Bray whispers something in his ear and he walks away as Bray Wyatt just watched him ride away as I uh, looked. I don't know what that was. I would really like to know what he told Bray Wyatt, but, um, amazing. I Wyatt mentions it at some point, but that's really amazing. Absolutely. It almost seemed like a little bit of a, uh, torch, pa- torch passing here. I know. I mean, a, a fucking how many years too late? What fucking five, six years too fucking late? But yeah. eight, nine, happen. Oh my god, eight years too late. Goddamn, at least that happened, bro. Good segment, man. I liked it. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, it was very good. Oh, thank you for catching that, bro. Thank you for catching that. But yes, so that was that was that, man. It was a it was a really really good episode. I wouldn't say a really really good. I'll maybe just put one really in there. It was a good episode of Monday Night Raw. I would even go as far to say a really good episode of Monday Night Raw. One of the best first hours of Raw in a long time. But um, oh, yeah. super super good stuff, man. I really enjoyed uh, mostly everything on this match, man. And that was uh, that was it, bro. So with that, man. With that, in honor of Jay Briscoe, reach for the sky, boy. And with that, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, uh, episode 127. Thank you guys for another great episode. And with that, that is going to do it. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, We appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. And with that, man, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with 
not only the news, but the news and the Royal Rumble predictions. We'll see you guys Friday. Peace. Like I'm playing the drums are like I'm playing.